Hello again. If you're looking to buy a toilet, guess what? You're in the right place. Stay with me. Hello again. This is Janice Tyler of Janice T Studio. And this is a continuation of a series of how to buy bathroom fixtures. So the first two episodes, we talked about how to buy a freestanding bathtub and how to buy an alcove bathtub. And now I've moved on to how to buy a toilet. In case you haven't noticed, I'm kind of doing these in the order that you need to order them for and specify them for your bathroom so that the designers, architects, uh, the engineers, whoever's working on your plumbing drawings knows what you want so that they can have the water and the access in all the right places. So today we're going to talk about a toilet and I am going to mention why water is actually uh, something you're going to have to consider here. The most important points for all of these so far have been who is going to use it, is this a renovation or new construction, and the discussion on quality. So these same three things are going to apply in buying a toilet. Specifically, number one, quality, number two, style differences, number three, who's using it, and number four, I'm going to talk about some of the toys and accessories. So don't worry, you don't have to get a pen and paper out. You can listen while you're driving. You don't need to make notes because I have a workbook that's uh, going to accompany all five episodes. And if you just go to JaniceT.com slash 100, that's 100, JaniceT.com slash 100, you can register for the workbook and it's going to cover all five topics uh, that I'm going to cover and how to buy bathroom fixtures. And when you're all done, you're going to have a shopping list that you can take with you to a showroom or to hand to your designer, specifier, architect. And this will make your project go so much easier. So there you go. Get my workbook at JaniceT.com slash 100. Now I'm going to go into discussion about the number one thing when buying a toilet. Don't buy cheap. I repeat, don't buy cheap. And what makes a quality toilet. So a good quality toilet is really more than just a bunch of molded clay. You know, you look at toilets now and they've been pretty much the same style for quite a few decades. Uh, once we got past the outhouse, toilets have pretty much been the same. The bowl at the bottom hasn't changed at all. And we've moved the water tank up from ceiling level down to by the seat. And that's about it. Really, it's just functioned off, uh, shaped off of a chair. You're not going to get anything changing on that because it's still a pretty good design. And they're still made from clay or porcelain. So clay is a material and porcelain is when it's all done. So what makes a good one is the mix of what is in with the clay and how it's made. So a good one is a good mix. It's done in a mold. It's baked. It's taken out. It's glazed and it's baked again. And when I say baked, this is kind of an understatement. I've seen these and they are literally glowing. Now, this is not like the little pots that you have at home that are vases. This is actually uh, not dissimilar to how they make your china that you eat off of. And you know how we have china that's gone down in decades with families? It's exactly the same material. Uh, the old ones, I think, had little things like bone in them. That's why we call them bone china. It was mixed in with the uh, clay and the powders. But it is exactly the same. And when they're done, it is a waterproof, it's durable, and of course it's sanitary because 
you can clean off the surface. So, and that's exactly like your good quality dishes. Just in case you're ever wondering. <laughs> Anyways, that's number one. Um, what is it made of? Is it uh, well glazed? On the conversation of glazing. You want the glazing to not just be on the outside of the toilet and the inside of the bowl. You want that same coating or glazing to go all the way down through the trap. And that's the part that the every the waste disappears out of and goes into the floor. That's your trapway. You want that glaze too. This is a spot that all cheap toilets neglect. This is an easy way to save money because it's really hard to get good coating of glazing down inside that trapway. Why do you want it? Because things still flow better. They don't plug up. They don't stain. They don't get stuck. That makes a big difference in the quality of a toilet. How well does it drain out? Uh, what else? Um, the actual flow of the water. So you know how we used to have the tank up near the ceiling? That was so that the water would literally gain speed. It's called gravity fed. And the water would literally gain speed from the ceiling, flow down those pipes and whoosh through the toilet and clean it. Well, we don't want that anymore. So they've moved the tanks down lower, but we still have the exact same engineering, the gravity feed. That means that the water, the clean water that's sitting in the tank, when you flush, Good design is engineered so that water literally still gains speed and swirls around the inside of the top of the toilet and whooshes down and takes everything with it and cleans while it goes. I don't know. It's kind of like a vortex of water. So a cheap toilet, they don't spend the money on the engineering. You push the flush lever and the water literally just goes out the tank and through the holes up under the lip and out doesn't get speed, doesn't get velocity, doesn't help A, clean the toilet or B, push the bulk or waste or frankly toys and everything else that your kids have dumped in the toilet. You want that speed to push it all out so that you get it out to the lines, the pipes that go either out to your septic field or out to the street. And a good toilet when it's tested, I can't remember, but it pushes about 30 feet. Sticks in my mind. That's what you want. A cheap toilet won't do that. So you're going to have to uh, flush several times. So now you've just wasted water. And if you're on, if you're paying for water, you've just wasted money. Uh, what else? Oh, I mentioned quickly toys or folks that use a ton of toilet paper or use the toilet like a carburetor and dump their leftover their foods or flush paper towels, all the things that it's not designed for, but what we do. You want a trap that doesn't have steep um, corners or radiuses that things get stuck in. You want it to be able to flow and have the volume of the water push everything out. Um, those are some of the main things. The other thing is inside the tank itself, what makes a good quality one is the plastic cheap. Is it going to break down or is it good rubber that is durable and will wear, um, you know, you'd like the same flushing mechanism for the life of your toilet. You might have to replace it, but a good one should have rubber that isn't going to fall apart and disintegrate and any metal that's in there shouldn't corrode. You want it to be stainless. So these are all spots where people can cheap out when they're making a toilet. And believe me, you're going to know it and you're going to pay for it. You're going to pay for it either in that you're flushing more water 
So your water bill goes up or you find things are always getting stuck in it or you're always having to replace the guts in the back of the toilet tank. These are all things um, that you want to think about. So back to never buy cheap, especially in like a kid's bathroom, a rental bathroom, um, a high volume bathroom. What if you only have one toilet in your house? Don't buy a cheap toilet. You don't want it to break. Am I repeating myself? There's lots of spaces that I think you can be frugal, but buying your bathtubs, buying your toilets, these are not spots you want to do it. So there's my little bit on quality. The couple brands that are really good, uh, Kohler makes a couple, a Cimarron and a Wellworth. These are both really known uh, for being durable, well-priced. American Standard has a Cadet 3. And you're going to see a brand out there, Gerber, and they have an Ultra Flow. Those three, four, I guess, are uh, really good ones out in the industry. Okay, that's quality. So, quick discussion on shapes and sizes. Yes, this is going to make a difference. And yes, this is going to be dictated again by whether this is new home construction or a renovation. There's a few specific things that you will have to consider if this is a renovation, unless you're tearing the whole bathroom apart. So first thing you're going to get asked is, do you want a round or elongated? And you're going to think neither of those describe a toilet. They describe the seat. So for a long time, we just had these nice little round seats. And every time you saw a drawing of a toilet, it was round. Then they got, they realized we're all different heights and sizes and maybe we want some more comfort. So they came up with what they call elongated seats. So these are an oval and they can be actually several inches longer than a round or the total toilet is. Uh, so that's one thing to consider. I'll mention why. There are wall hung toilets. These don't have a tank on the back. The tank is actually inside the wall. I'll mention that. Uh, there's ones with low backs. Now a low tank in the back doesn't give enough height or room for velocity of the water as I was talking about. So generally a low back toilet is a pressure assist system. So it's not a standard gravity fed. So if you want a low back, whether you're trying to put it under an old uh, counter, like a, we call them pork chops, uh, in a renovation, you're going to spend a few more dollars and get a pressure assist. The other thing is depending uh, on the water to your home or just simply the use of different folks. But sometimes you're going to find that a regular gravity fed toilet just does not. It doesn't matter how good the quality, it just does not perform as you need. Look at a pressure assist system. Um, that's a comment on that. So that will give you a lower back. And then just the regular standard taller tanks that goes in your standard shapes and size and that's a gravity feed. So how do these make difference? Okay, generally elongated toilet seats are more comfortable. But if you're replacing an old one, you're going to add a couple inches to the floor space. So all of a sudden, maybe you can't open the bathroom door anymore. I, I Example, I stayed in a hotel last week. And there literally was one inch between the door when it swung open and the front of the toilet seat. There is no way you could change that toilet and put in an elongated one. You had to stay with a regular round one or that bathroom door wouldn't have swung open. Uh, so check something like that. Measure how long your toilet is from front to back, especially if you're doing a renovation. 
then there's this other thing. And this is what I was talking about also. The hole in the floor that the waste from your toilet goes out. I know I'm not using technical terms, but um, it's probably something you can understand whether it, you've plumbed before or not. The fancy term is the rough end. So how far it is from the back of the wall to the center of that hole in the floor, they're going to ask you what rough end you need. Standard is 12 inches from the wall to the middle of that hole. But you might have a 10 inch one and you might have a 14 inch one. So measure the back of the wall to where you think the middle of that, you can tell on the side of a toilet where it looks like it goes out because you're going to have to order a toilet that lines up the same unless you're pulling your floor apart. So this is another consideration when you're doing a renovation. Back to the discussion of those really cool wall hung ones. You can in a renovation, it might be perfect in that you don't have to make your bathroom any bigger. So instead of having the tank, you just have the, the actual seat part sticking out of the wall. But you need to be able to get into that wall. So if you're not tearing things open, you, don't want, you can't look at a wall-hung toilet. But if you are tearing your walls open and you're going to get space between the studs, you can buy tanks that fit with either a 2x4 or a 2x6 construction, and that will make sense to your contractor. Um, I think those are the main things on shapes. So height, seat height. This is something that's, um, I won't say controversial, but it's an interesting discussion. So seat heights for a long time were about 15 inches. That was pretty much the standard, plus the seat. So they're a little shorter than dining table chairs. That was the standard for years. Then they realized that, A, there's a lot of folks who are taller, and this was not a comfortable position for them, or people who were have trouble mobility challenges. So maybe they're transferring from a wheelchair to a toilet. Maybe they're aging. Maybe they've had knee issues. It's easier to stand up with a higher seat sometimes. So we got this huge trend of everybody wanted the new fancy dancy 17 to 19 inch toilet seats. These are called comfort height because they're more the height of a dining chair, which is about 18 inches. It kind of just gives you an idea there. It's a height we're used to. It's easier to push up from other than when we're seated and our knees go uphill. But don't forget, we're not all the same heights. So you can get a comfort height toilet because you're buying it for somebody whose knees don't work. But think about the height of the person. It's not going to be any help if they're short and, you know, they're almost having to do a running leap to get up onto the toilet just so they can have the new fancy dancy comfort height. This is not logical. So this is one thing to think about. What if you got children? Uh, are you keeping a step stool next to the toilet? Um, and then there's one other thing I'm going to mention. It's a physiological thing. It is actually easier for our health. Uh, the proper fancy term is evacuation. But for the bodily functions of using a toilet, it is better on our health if our knees go uphill slightly when we're seated. So this means that for most of us, a comfort height toilet is too tall. So when you're trying to decide to buy a toilet, Think about mobility, think about the height of the folks using this, and think about, you know, go shorter if you can, but don't be silly. 
you know, you don't want your knee sticking six inches up in the air just because somebody said it's healthier. <laughs> if you have more than one toilet in a bathroom, in a, in a home, often, and we have this, it's great to have one that's a standard height and one that's a comfort height. And this is probably going to accommodate all of the folks in the home. Do an old standard height in the kid's bathroom or the guest bathroom. Uh, use a comfort height for the taller folks or the ones who might have mobility challenges. One more thing, a huge plus of a rough of a wall hung toilet is you can now put your toilet seat height at any height you want because they're adjustable on the tanks. So if you, for some reason, decide you want your toilet seat 14 inches above the floor or you want it 20 inches above the floor, look at purchasing a wall hung toilet because you can customize the heights on these. That's all I'm going to say about shapes and sizes. Have you already learned more things about toilets than you ever thought you needed to know? Okay, the hard part's all done. Now I'm going to talk about the fun stuff. Uh, fancy toilets and toilet seats and extra options and things that you can put on your toilets. So, let's see. Um, if you've traveled to Asia or even Europe and some fancy hotels in North America, it's really quite standard to see the fancy toilets with what we'll call bidet seats. Uh, these are the functions that are exactly what it sounds like. They spray water to wash, and then they spray air or blow air to dry you. So really, actually, these are very sanitary. Uh, they are economical. Uh, you don't get the extra plugging because you don't have toilet paper. <laughs> uh, they're very, very cool systems and they have been perfected now. So these are what I'm going to call a bidet function. So you have water that rinses and then air that blows and dries. So these fancy toilets, I'm sure you've seen the pictures of them. Toto was the first one that I believe that came out with them. Uh, they have two brands or two main styles still. And they, they really are still the forefront. So you got a Toto Neo Rest or a Toto Washlet. Kohler has two or three now, I guess three. They got the Numi and the Caring. And then they have their Veil, which is a wall hung that has some fancy options also. Those are the two main brands that you're going to find these toilets. So Toto and Kohler. These toilets are not inexpensive. Be prepared to spend several thousand. However, if you're a person who spends any amount of time in the bathroom or just simply does the math and adds up how many minutes in a day times how many days in a year, you figure out it is not a bad investment to have a toilet that's luxurious and that you enjoy using while you're there. So these toilets don't just have bidet functions. They also have uh, lights, like, you know, you don't have to have a nightlight in your bathroom. You're, it lights up around your feet so you can see where you're walking in the night. They can Bluetooth your music. They can play your favorite playlists. Uh, they have functions. Some of them have UV lights to help clean the toilets themselves. So there's all sorts of really neat things. Uh, it's usually run, you program it by a uh, oh, remote and you can program it for each person in the home. So you can really customize, you know, your experience and face it. Like I just said, how many minutes and hours and days does it add up to in a year that we're using toilets? Think about them. Don't just relegate them to the back little corner of the embarrassment conversation that we don't want to have. 
So that's the fancy toilets. You can get these same functions in what are called bidet seats. So you could just buy a toilet seat that has some of these same functions, basically the water and the air, and they can fit on standard toilets. So again, Kohler, uh, Toto, and I've seen, oh, I just went blank. There's a company that specializes in making toilet seats. That's all they've done for years and years and years. And they've come out with a really nice bidet seat too, in the different colors that match the different manufacturers. So go to your showroom or ask your designer and you'll find out that there are a lot of ways you can customize uh, either an existing toilet or buy a new one and have luxury. As far as regular toilet seats, there's a whole bunch of other options too. And there's two that I don't even count as luxuries. I just say that you should get in every single toilet seat, period, end of story. If you don't have them, put it on. And if you're buying a new toilet, ask for it two things. One, is it a soft close? That means that when you're putting the seat down and you take your hand away, does it just fall and go bang? You know, which scares people, scares the cat, scares the kids, wakes the other folks if you're up in the middle of the night. A soft close one slowly closes itself, does not bang. That to me is not a luxury, that just should be, period. The other is how easy is the seat to take off? It should be that you can just reach to the hinges on the back, flick the little covers up and take the toilet seat off. It's very easy to clean. You just stick it in the bathtub and hose it off. Don't need to do that every time, but that is something that I think should just also be a standard. You shouldn't have to put your toilet seat on and off with a screwdriver. You should do its first installation. Well, need a screwdriver. And after that, you should just be able to pop the seat on and off for easy cleaning. Because I'm sorry, there are just times that you want to be able to do that. You can also get luxuries in these same seats. You can have them with lights that go on, that are on all night that act as a night light. There's ones now that have um, cleaning materials in them. There's ones that have deodorizers for the room. Um... And I know there's ones with UV, but I'm not sure if that's in the toilet or in the seat. And the premise is that the UV helps clean and sterilize a toilet. So spend some time actually on talking about your toilet seats. Don't just assume that whatever comes with the toilet has got what you want or that you have to use it. Because believe it or not, it's usually a separate line item. It's going to sound really funny, but it's often by the bowl or the seat part, by the tank and by the by the actual toilet seat cover itself. So you can, you know, put some um, uh, specializing in without it being any big deal. That's my discussion, my final actual discussion uh, on fancy toilet seats and toilets. So actually have some fun. You know, you can get all these same functions, same guts, same engineering with different styles so that you can blend whether you want traditional or modern, whether it's got a skirt or whether it doesn't have a skirt, how does it attach to the floor, but those actually get into preferences. Uh, the same engineering and same guts are going to be consistent whether you're buying an American Standard or Kohler or Toto. Um, like I said, don't buy a cheap toilet. You will regret it. And... There is more to buying a toilet than you thought. So be sure to make take your measurements, which is going to be the rough in, which is the space from the back of the wall to the hole in the floor. You need that. 
Measure how long the front of the toilet is. Is it an elongated or a round seat? Can you open a door if you change your toilet? And figure out how high you want the seat. Those are the three main things you need when you go to buy a new toilet. I think that that is all that I'm going to talk about. Think about who's using it. Is it a new construction? All of those things. Okay. So I want to say thank you very much for joining me. I hope you're listening to this entire five series episode. This was number 103. Uh, Tomorrow is going to be on shower bases. And number five is on basins or sinks. So don't forget to to, download the workbook. It's at JaniceT.com slash 100. And this will come out, um, you know, in a few days after the entire five episodes have aired or you listen to them and when you work through this at the end you'll be able to have a shopping list that you can take to your designer or take to a showroom uh, get your plumber involved and you'll know that you are ordering the pieces that you need in a timely manner so that they can arrange where the water has to go where the drains have to go and you're not going to be holding up any jobs So that's it for now. You can always find me at JaniceT.com. That's my website. Sign up for my newsletter. Check out my products. Find my resources. I keep adding to that page. You can find me everywhere social, T Studio. Look forward to talking to you tomorrow about shower bases. Thanks. Hope you're having a good day.